Hello there, this is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. Today let's talk about wiggle room. What do you mean wiggle room? That sounds even kind of funny just saying it. Um, I'm talking about how lenient should we be um, to our friends, our partners, our bosses. Um, You know, sometimes we gradually get into abusive relationships. You know, if someone was really unkind to us at first and they were really harsh with us, we would understand who they are right away. And a lot of times we'll then protect ourselves. We will uh, come out and say, wow, that person um, has some issues, (laughs) all right? But a lot of times when you're, you're one over and the person is uh, full of flattery and they are very kind to you, maybe buy you gifts, and I've seen this um, dozens and dozens of times, um, just pour out all kinds of kindness, uh, wonderful words towards a person, show all kinds of what is perceived as love, um, and they seem like almost too good to be true. Well, we know by now that these people are too good to be true because we know that they're not true at all. Uh, The whole thing was a facade. I don't care what type of religious robe you put on a person. Uh, That person, uh, you know, they can even be a pastor of a church. They can even be, um, you know, someone outstanding in the community. They could be a a doctor, a lawyer. Uh, You know, it, it doesn't matter. But the, the, the thing is, is how much leniency should we give them? You know, when I uh, started realizing uh, that I was being um, abused uh, and the, the, the mental psychology, the mental gymnastics that I had to go through all the time, um, you know, I was like, what in the world is happening? Okay. And so what happens is if they're really good at what they do, they do it in slow bits and pieces, or they may hit you with something kind of hard and then come back and apologize. But we know that these words are just words on a paper. They're just, they're just, you know, sounds that roll off the tongue. They're, they're not, well, they're not have any kind of meaning behind it because they continue to do it over and over again. And of course, you're supposed to forgive them, but by golly, they won't ever let you, um, you know, forget about something that you did to them. See, they're in a self-protection mode and you are in a place where you are trying to understand uh, them because if you are a healthy person, you want to forgive. If you are a, uh, a person that, uh, you know, has any kind of desire to work out a relationship, well, you're going to work out the relationship while they're not going to do their part because you get it and because you understand it doesn't mean that they get it and does not mean that they're ever going to change. See, it reminds me, you know, where we have to always be the ones that change. We're always the ones that have to accommodate. Uh, the other side uh, doesn't uh, give in. Now, they, they may use words that they give in and that they concede because if that's what tricks you or makes you happy for the moment, but they're going to do the same thing over again. And then they're going to look at you and say, well, why haven't you forgiven me? Why can't you move on? Why, 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 why? When they're continually doing the same things and continually to hurt you. Now, I could go off on this subject because this is what my life looked like. I know that's what a lot of your lives look like. And so if you're confused in a relationship and you are 
feeling, you know, not only not heard, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that don't communicate well. They, um, they have all kinds of different issues like all of us do, I guess, to one degree or another. But there's some people that just are, are beyond the scope of getting help. Now, am I saying that God can't redeem them? No, because God can do anything. The problem is they never see their need. If they could come to realization of their need, um, God would deliver them. But the problem is, is you know, in, in any kind of, um, you can look at the history of things and I don't know what the percentage is, but I've heard 99, 98% of these people never change, okay? So if you think you can do something to change that individual, well, if I just only stick it out, or if I just only uh, do the right thing, say the right thing, uh, you know, be a better person, this person will finally realize what they have. And so you're the one chasing the carrot. You're the one always uh, being led along and uh, the goalposts moving and you're the one constantly going down uh, the field trying to get a score, okay? Now, they never do that for you. Well, sometimes they might do some things that are nice, but I'm often um, convinced that those are just tactics to confuse you more because, oh my goodness, they did something really nice. They bought me something. They did something that seemed considerate. Well, how about this? Maybe thinking that that was the only thing that was going to keep you hooked. Every gift they give you, whether it be through a compliment, um, which is always flattery, because, um, and then if they give you a gift, if, if they do anything for you, it has hooks in it. There is going to be payday. You know, every, every fisherman is glad to hand, uh, you know, a, a minnow or a worm to a fish, um, but that means that it's on the on on the on the hook right and so when you take that uh what's going to happen is you're going to feel that sudden piercing and um and you're going to find out that when they begin to reel it in they're going to obligate you to their kindness or their goodness or however they want to look at it okay we know it's deception that's what deception's all about if it was so easy to see we wouldn't call it deception i mean it, it would be so clear you know, a lot of people out there, uh, you might be listening now, you might be, um, you know, being like, man, I think I'm in one of those relationships. Um, again, there's people that are just kind of, they're unhealthy, but then there are people that are, I mean, they are a, a monster in themselves. And that's why, you know, what, what uh, psychology and, and so forth names uh, narcissism. Narcissism is, is something of its complete own. Uh, they they feel, yes, they do feel, these people do feel, but only for themselves. They don't feel empathy towards others. And so you're, you're going to keep looking for something that you're never going to find. If you're, if you're searching for their heart and trying to win their heart, um, you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. Uh, and that's just very unfortunate because you're going to be spending your time, your effort, and energy in vain. There's a lot of people out there that would love to have your love, and I'm not even talking about in a romantic relationship. I'm talking about uh, maybe your kids, maybe the neighbor, maybe people at a soup kitchen, um, whoever it would be at your workplace. They they need your kindness, your love. They will they will see it, they will appreciate it, but these people do not. Um, they're they're always well. Yeah, you did that, but it's nothing's good enough, and and so when nothing is good enough. Um, you're always trying to pursue them 
and you're trying to make them happy. And uh, so I just want to encourage you, um, when you're thinking about wiggle room and you're thinking about how lenient you should be, look, is there a pattern that's been developed that you're doing this all the time and they're not? Is there a pattern that you're giving them grace and mercy and they're not giving you grace and mercy? Are, are, the, are you giving them um, ground in your life, but they're, you're, they're not yielding any ground in their life? What kind of leniency, what kind of wiggle room do we give? I think I think everybody has a breaking point. I'm not here to say when it finally gets to this, it's enough. I don't know that, neither does anybody else out there. But I can tell you this, um, draw some boundaries. Um, you know, make it the, the line very clear in the sand. And, and when they cross them, there needs to be consequences, you know. So if we could, if we could finally get to the understanding that these people are are always moving the 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 goalposts. They're always causing you to chase the carrot on the end of a stick, um, and then they're not giving you any ground. You're going to see that this person is all about taking and not about giving. I'm sorry. The answer to this is they're not going to change. Um, you know, there may be, uh, if, and I'm talking about as a whole. Okay, I'm not saying. Um, you know, that there isn't people that haven't changed. I'm just speaking, for you to change them, it ain't happening, okay? It is not going to happen. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is to seek help. Um, seek what is going on and, you know, and and get help from friends. Uh, let it be known. And it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people can see that person as the nicest person they've ever met. And, they're, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, no one would ever believe me. You know, we've so many of us have been in that category. No one would ever believe the abuse. No one would ever think he or she is that terrible of a person. But yet, all the time, we find that not to be true. Because behind closed doors, a lot of times we have the difference between uh, Jekyll and Hyde. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget uh, my own son. Uh, when he studied Jekyll and Hyde in in college, he's like, that's it. That's exactly what we experienced. A Jekyll and Hyde experience. What appears to be um, a nice person uh, in public um, becomes Dr. Hyde in the dark at night. And, and, it, and for people that's never gone through this, it's difficult for them to understand um, but there, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people understand this um, narcissism, unhealthy, toxic people. Um, unfortunately, uh, the number of them are growing day by day. People are starting to understand things more and more. So come out um, from among them, get healed, be separate, and um, and then what you need to do is start healing your own life. And if that means cutting off the relationship altogether, if that means a divorce, uh, so be it. Uh, they left you in their mind. Uh, they're lying to you. They're abusing you in many ways. And there is no way, no how, that I believe the God of the Bible is going to subject, uh, you know, force us, anyone to subject themselves in that day after day after day. That, that would be utterly ridiculous. It, it would not be consistent with the God of the Bible. So I hope this was a help to some of you. Until next time, of course you know, overcome evil with good.
tending your garden. That's an interesting subject, and I think it's very appropriate for springtime coming around. This is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. I'm not a new gardening um, podcast, but what I'm going to talk about is the garden of your own mind. I'd like to do a, a few uh, different uh, segments on this topic about tending the garden. You know, um, I want to think. I want you to think about the garden as being your mind. Okay, your mind. All right. So we're going to tend that garden as we go through um, different uh, scenarios. We go through trauma. We go through heartache and pain. Um, we want to keep our mind healthy. All right. We're dealing with already with somebody that had a very unhealthy mind, and obviously, as we know, and uh, you know, crazy makes crazy. All right. So when we have to be careful uh, to make sure that our minds are good and clean. Now let's talk about that um, a little bit. Um, I want you to think about a phrase. I was uh, speaking to someone about this uh, just recently, and uh, the comment was made was uh, not to harbor resentment. All right. So it made me kind of go in a direction. And so the word harbor and resentment. So let's let's look at the word harboring. Um, we say a lot of things and we really don't know the definitions of it. And so let me just explain a little bit about what this term means. And let's see if you and I are guilty or have been guilty of this and what we can do about it. Um, the word harbor means to keep, an, in, in the parentheses, a thought or feeling, typically a negative one, in one's mind, especially secretly, okay? Or to shelter or hide like someone, a criminal or, an, or an, a wanted person. So like you're uh, harboring an escaped prisoner, okay? So I'm going to read you the next definition, which is resentment. Then we're going to put the two together. A feeling of indignant displeasure or persistent ill will at something regarded as wrong, insult, or injury. So now what we're what are we doing? We're keeping thoughts inside ourself, okay? And sometimes it's secretly, and sometimes we are manifesting it outward, but we're keeping that as if we were as we were harboring a criminal, okay? And we're, but we're harboring what are we what are we keeping we're keeping feelings of indignant displeasure and persistent ill will at something regarded as wrong insult or injury why can't people heal you know that's a great question and a lot of people i have spoken to many of you and some people um, learn a little more quickly than others and uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know what rating someone would have put me on, so I'm not judging anyone certainly on that. But to harbor, to, to, to be, have, have something inside of you secretly about some kind of an insult, injury, um, you, you're wanting ill will towards that person. We wonder why we can't heal. Let's think about a garden, okay? So my brain went to that of a garden. If, if I was growing a garden, and I have, um, and I've grown those box gardens, I grew up with my dad uh, having gardens, 
And one of the things that we'd have to do is called tending the garden, okay? Now, I want you to think about tending the garden like we're going to tend your mind, all right? What do you have to do? Number one, you have to um, plan um, the soil, okay? So you have to till the soil. You have to get it ready um, to accept seed. Um, we're going to water it. Um, we are going to make sure that the uh, plants have enough um, fertilizer. Uh, we're going to make sure that the weeds are gone. We will pluck them up. We might put a little bit of uh, weed and feed, if it's, especially if it's a flower garden. And uh, we're going to make sure that the insects are not eating um, the like the leaves or the buds. Okay, so let's think about that now. If you're harboring something inside of you, it would be no different than if I went to your garden and I saw that you were raising weeds among your garden. And you said, you know, uh, Joel, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I can't figure this out. I'm trying to grow things in this garden, but for some reason, I just can't quite get my strawberries to grow well. Uh, you know, they're, they're just not doing well. I, I walk over there and I see that you've got weeds higher than the strawberries themselves, all right? Now, if anybody's grown strawberries, you know they grow um, real low to the ground. And uh, weeds quickly get in there and they will crowd out the strawberry, okay? So they're gonna, number one, block the sun. Uh, you know, as obviously we know that we need sunshine uh, to help plants grow. They're also gonna take nutrients, they're gonna take water, um, and they're also going to crowd out the, the root uh, system, okay? And so if we're looking at we want healthy flower beds, healthy strawberries, uh, we're going to tend to the weeds. Now, I want you to think about harboring resentment. If you think about, if you've got resentment inside of you, what was done, ill will, I mean, you know, let's face it, these people are evil. And I have said it over and over again, and I don't retract any of it. They're evil. They're of the enemy. I would, I would clearly say they're of Satan himself. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's not the point. I think weeds are of the devil at times, you know. But, but if, you were, if you were actually growing weeds and you were like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of like tend to these because I hate to kill them. And I hate to, um, I mean, some of these have kind of got pretty flowers on them. And some of them do. And But I'm going to tell you, if you're trying to grow fruit, if you're trying to grow flowers and you're wanting things to bloom, blossom, grow, and thrive, you've got to remove the weeds. All right? So what are, you, what are, you, what are we talking about here? You've got to remove the weeds out of your life. If you are harboring, okay? So let's go back to that definition for one more time. Uh, the word um, harbor just simply means this to keep all right so you're not letting go you're not letting go of things you're you're keeping a thought a feeling uh, typically a negative one in one's mind especially secretly all right so you are sheltering you are you are fostering a thought process and you're wondering why you can't grow you see if you really want your mind to take off you have got to go into the recesses of your mind and pluck some of the weeds out. Yep. Yep. That's what you got to do. It's, it, you know, there's, there's not much, um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you know, make something grow, 
you want to make sure that the things that are in there are what you want to grow. You see, when you continually repeat an action, I've done that. When you continue to think about something, I've done that. Um, if you continue to um, just replay, rehash, and, and, you're, and you're ruminating these thoughts over and over in your head again and again, it's like a merry-go-round just spinning, right? And you're wondering why you're confused. You're wondering why the fruit, the flowers, aren't growing in your life. Well, I think I've made the point. You can't grow weeds in a healthy strawberry patch. You can't grow weeds in a healthy flower bed. They're going to take from what you are wanting to grow. They're going to distract. They're going to take the sunshine, the goodness of life, the, the things that you need to drink, that the, your, your plants need to drink from. The, the weed is consuming that energy. It's consuming your mind. They're taking the, the nutrients of your own mind, right? And they're sucking that away from you. I just want to set people free today. You know, I, I think about this. The verse in the Bible that I have thought about when I was going through all of this, and and it, it it's still there, is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If there's not growth in your life, you've got weeds. The, the Bible also says that we're to lay aside every sin and wait that does easily beset us. Uh, we're to run this life. We're to run. And any good runner isn't wearing heavy clothes. They're not wearing, uh, a lot of times, not much of clothes, right? They're wearing very light shoes. They're, they're wanting to be free so that their body can move freely. But yet, we don't treat our mind the same way. And, and that is the perplexity um, of, of me, even when I went through it, looking back of why do I crowd out my mind and why do I let these negative thoughts take up so much energy, so much space, and crowd out the good things of life? So what can you do? You need to pluck them out. And, you know, it takes work. If you've ever tended any kind of garden, if you've ever tended a, a flower bed and even in, you, you know, you put the mulch down, you put it down pretty thick and occasionally weeds will still pop through. And, and that's why you put the, the layer of protection underneath that before you put the, the mulch on. Or maybe you put a little weed and feed in there. You want to fertilize. You want to, what, what you want to grow, to grow, what you want to die, you either pluck it up or you, in a sense, poison it, Right. Well, I'm here to tell you that you've got to look at these negative thoughts and these, these harboring resentments in your life as nothing but weeds. Do you want to grow? Do you? Let's do it. And that's what we need to do. We need to get it out, pluck it out. We need to um, only tend to the things that we want to grow. I don't want to water my weeds. So if you're feeding yourself some good things while you're harboring, you know, you can put fertilizer all day long in a garden, but when you don't remove the weeds, you're just helping the weeds grow. 
So maybe some of you are doing some really good things out there, but maybe you're not removing the weeds. So my encouragement to you, remove the weeds that are in your mind. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where there is freedom, there is growth. And where there is growth, there is fruit. And that's how we'll overcome evil with good. Until next time.